All right, everybody. Welcome back to Yieldcast. I'm Church, and this these are my friends Sam and Nick. All right, welcome back, everyone. Nice. I didn't like that. I didn't like that. Who cares? We're gonna go on anyways. Okay. What okay. matters is the show. That's you can't fine. just keep going That's back. Okay? It reminds me of the official podcast yeah. in the beginning when they have to figure it out. Yeah. Now they're just robots. Yeah. I, I haven't watched recently. <laughs> it's been a while. Me neither. Yeah. So, um, basically, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff today, or really just two set topics, but, you know, some of us have done is, research, uh, research on this recently, it's and in the title, some of so us haven't, it's oh, in the title, talking about Snowden and privacy, where the government should stand on that, and I think the one person who should kick this off is Jaden, because, oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> am I supposed to say your name? Church, I don't care if you say my name, but okay. <laughs> it's, all it's right, church because he's done. He did all the research today, actually. All right, so we have my boy Edward Joseph Snowden, and is that his I, I have a little. Wait, is it Joseph? It's Edward Joseph Snowden. Dude, wow. and so I have a little synopsis that I uh, basically copied from Wikipedia. He's an right. American whistleblower that leaked mm -hmm. classified info from the NSA as a member of the CIA. Uh, he copied 50,000 to 200,000 uh, NSA documents, estimated 15,000 Australian intelligence files, and an estimated 58,000 British intelligence files. And he is most known for exposing the NSA programs PRISM and X-Keyscore. Okay. And, um... Yeah. So, yeah. And the story of how he got those files um, out of the NSA is a pretty famous story by now, where he put it in the a tiny SD card and then put that SD card inside a Rubik's Cube. And then he, yeah, basically hit it in the Rubik's Cube. And it worked. So smart. Yeah. Actually, like, if you watch that movie, Snowden, the only clip of that movie I've seen... Oh, you haven't seen it? I well, I've seen like a cl one clip, but it's um, it's basically him sneaking the Rubik's cube through security. He throws it to the guy, and then he is leaving work, and the guy throws it back, and the guy doesn't suspect a thing. The guy must feel like an idiot right now. <laughs> but what's significant about this? I mean, here's the thing: like, this guy told us the truth of what was happening, and. You know, who is pissed off? Who is actually happy about this? I mean, what's what's the big deal here, you know? Well, that's like the ultimate question, right? I remember in eighth grade a long time ago, um, our teacher asked us if he if he was a hero or just essentially a bad person. Um, what was the question? Hero versus... Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? Hero uh, versus traitor. Yeah, because he, yeah. he did kind of commit treason. A little bit. So what, what do you guys think? I well, he, his defense, his defense from the start, I think, was the fact that we're a country that f founded on treason. Like we're not the most squeaky clean country, where everything is perfectly legal and everything. So, I see his point, but also I think what he was really, he was really about was telling the truth to everybody. And the fact yeah, is, and that he was exposing the illegal things that were going on within the government. So. Unconstitutional. Yeah. yeah. The, the illegal illegal in the first things. Place. 
the the inner like mm-hmm. the way that the that the programs that the NSA used are is like actually scary with yeah, do you how about that? people yeah. like operate yeah, the internet these days. Works. Did you look into that? And so would you would y'all like to hear about how that works? Please. Yes. All right. So he exposed two different systems. One is called Prism. Uh, it's in all caps. So and I didn't bother to look up what it stood for. And X key score. So Prism is um, an NSA system where they can use it uh, as a sort of internet request to target uh, certain communications. So basically, like any sort of text message, any sort of like phone call. If it happens over the internet or uses some sort of form of the internet, they can target it and uh, use it, quote, with a warrant um, for, quote, court cases and things like that. And that was their main defense. And um, Snowden described it as, like, dangerous and uh, criminal because the way that that they could use it or, you know, did use it, was for mass data collection and not for specific warrants in court cases. And so uh, it was used to collect global internet data. And that that's pretty much about PRISM. It's, it's the, kind of the less scary of the two. But let's take a look at X key score. Um, all right. So X key score... Uh, consists of 700 servers over an estimated 150 NSA de- uh, data collection sites. And what's scary about it is that X key score was shared by the NSA with Australia with uh, multiple foreign um, administrations. So, for example, the, uh, the Australian Signals uh, Directorate, Canada's Communication Security Establishment, New Zealand's Government Communications Security Bureau, Britain's Government Communications Headquarters, Japan's Defense Intelligence Headquarters, and, uh, sorry for any German people out there, and Germany's Bundesnachrichtendienst. I don't know what that means. But, yeah, and so, it was exposed in 2013, and uh, Snowden himself said that X key score can be used to read any email given that you have the, the, a specific person's email address, any website traffic to and or from. It can track the location of... Hmm? Yeah. And um, it can track the location of any device that uses the internet uh, wherever it has an IP address. And um, it can listen to any phone call or any sort of communication. So it's more of like a broader version of PRISM. And um, it can uh, tag specific individuals. So if, like, they want to watch a specific person, they could just, like, tag them. And whatever they do, there's, like, a direct feed and uh, there are actually different types of X key score, uh, consisting of traditional, stage two, and the deep dive. And so traditional is, uh, it's not typically used in the NSA, or it's not used at all, but um, it gets fed data 
with uh, from low rate data signals after processing from a um, system called Wealthy Cluster. Uh, stage two, it's used for higher data rates, and it's processed by a system called Turmoil, and uh, it sends five percent of internet data packets to X Keyscore. And Deep Dive, which is the the really the really interesting one. Um, it processes internet data traffic at 10 gigabytes per second, and the useful data is selected and uh, or selected and forwarded by the um, Genesis Selection Language program. And yeah, so 10 gigabytes per second. So that's how they're going Jesus. through a bunch of internet traffic, traffic and uh, like filtering out bad things that are going on, technically. Yeah. Yeah, wow. so it, it's not the it's not the X key score or Prism systems that self they're themselves that yeah. fil- that like filter it and process it. It, it uh, Prism and X key score are just the ones that gather it. And I don't know about X key score, but Prism um, was passed with the Protect America Act under the Bush administration. So all all yeah. these kinds of programs and software that are meant to protect the public or well. The excuse to actually use them uh, is to protect the public against terrorism. Um, that's like the old ex- excuse to gain more power over the people. And uh, that's what they did with these programs, too. It's stupid because with the Patriot Act and everything that was passed in the Obama administration, they did the it even more because technology was evolving. And they, did, wasn't, they weren't doing it to stop terrorism because it was such an unrealistic way to... F- it's not an unrealistic way, but they weren't finding terrorists through this. Yeah, they were just spying on people. So, yeah. really, what they were doing is just trying to get their hands more deeper into us because they could. And they weren't thinking about if they should, or they were only thinking about if they could. And that's the biggest problem with they think. So the Patriot Act, I think, expired, but then, um, but then it got renewed, I think, or got made into something else. No, so it expired on June first of twenty fifteen. Oh, I actually yeah. didn't know that. And then, but I think they made something new out of it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, a similar thing. In November more, of 2019, think, the renewal of the Patriot Act was included in the stopgap legislation, whatever that means. Yeah. It's actually pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I hadn't necessarily looked up the legislation uh, surrounding it. Yeah. Yeah. But, like... I think it's really crazy how... Mm-hmm. You go on. I was I was just gonna say, uh, a standard iPhone comes with thirty two gigabytes of data, and if if the NSA found it necessary, it could take that all of your uh, phone's data in three seconds, and imagine yeah. how fast they could do that with three hundred fifty million people tracking basically everything you do, everything you look up, everybody you talk to, everything that's. Uh, in your phone, especially especially if you like load things onto the cloud. Yeah, but yeah, obviously the cloud is a clear server. It's a problem when it comes to the government doing it. But companies are doing that all the time. They're doing that right now with their phones, um, gathering data to sell to advertisers oh, yeah. to target ads to you more, mm-hmm. so that you spend more money. And that's essentially what the internet has created. Uh, you're the product, essentially, of these companies. It's the users and the users' data that they're selling. It's kind of the new uh, the new economy that's formed. 
Mm-hmm. And even then, like, if you look at recently with the uh, proposed ban of TikTok, it's not just it or us right now. The Chinese government requires every Chinese-owned company to turn in data that they collect from other people yeah. as of 2017. So it's not just us. And even then, it's also become a national security problem. See, but I don't and understand. I think Trump was also against selling TikTok to an American company. Like, they also didn't want to do that, even though it would technically fix a problem. He's given them until September 15th to sell for an American company like Microsoft or something to acquire mm. TikTok. And if not, by then, but then, then they're going to ban it. It's funny because... Microsoft also has ties with the Chinese government. So even if you sell it to Microsoft, like you're going to have problems. I think that's his problem. <laughs> and I think, I think that's, that's his problem is the fact that. that speaking of Microsoft, it's like a loophole. The the program Prism uh, was revealed to have siphoned the data of tens of thousands of users uh, from Yahoo, Google, Microsoft, and Facebook accounts. Oh. And that's pretty concerning hearing that Microsoft has a has a little has their hands in China as well. Yeah. Well, Google at first, Jeez. I think the store. I think the the new program they have with China is called like Program Dragonfly. I forgot or some name like that. Um, but originally, Google didn't want to go to China. They refused because of like humanitarian reasons, essentially. Uh, but now that the Chinese market is so big, uh, Google is back in China and uh, building their their search engine for for China. So, all these yeah. companies want yeah, the stakes of, and the money of being in China. Like it's a huge market. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, yeah, Dragonfly, and it was designed to be compatible with China's state censorship provisions. Yeah, and basically, um, it came back. Oh, Workin's Dragonfly actually had been terminated in July 2019. Yeah. Oh, is it so, back up? Or is it terminated? I don't think it's back up. I think it's terminated. Hmm. That's why I just read it here. Yeah, the Dragonfly search engine. Wow. Jeez. Interesting. It's, it's weird because they think they think this is... There's no morals into this. Like, all these companies and the government and stuff, they don't think it's wrong to spy on people they think it's they have the whole right well, to do I it mean, and it's really crazy because we agreed to it that's true multiple yeah. times it's like we did it was it took 10 yeah. years of people using google to even for for this issue to be even relevant even slightly slightly relevant like it is right now it's not even that big of an issue um in the mainstream mm-hmm. no and it's becoming right now they're testing against uh social media and tech, like technology companies like Facebook and Google and uh, but recently I don't know if it's about the privacy concerns I think it's more of because of the censorship part because all I've seen is censorship at those uh, hearings I could be wrong but it doesn't seem like they're actually concerned about privacy and it's weird and they're like, more also hearings? concerned about the hearings with uh, Facebook and Google oh. Dude, it, those hearings are always terrible. The, the senators always ask the most like horrible questions. Like you can tell these people are all of them are like the senators. I mean, they're over seventy years old and have no idea what they're asking. Like Zuckerberg and the other CEOs. Like, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of laughable, honestly. I, like when, you, recall... when you're dealing with such a big issue and they don't even know what to ask, it's 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 terrible. 
Yeah, I recall this mm-hmm. one clip of a senator talking to, uh, I think it was Mark Zuckerberg. Or no, 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 it was the CEO of Google. Yeah. And he okay. was like, if I were to op- open my phone and move over to my, uh, I don't know, something, an, an insult towards Republicans or something like that, and move over to this side of the room, would Google be able to track that? And I think that was not a relevant question at all because yes it could because it has yeah, reasons it for that <laughs> yeah didn't they just have another hearing in congress is that what you yeah. brought it up i think they had one like a yeah. week ago they did that was about facebook they did it with facebook i think this the one a week ago with mark zuckerberg it was the one where they asked the question about censorship and they he directed them to twitter because twitter has mm-hmm. been uh, but Facebook down, has been doing censored, has yeah. actually been taking a good approach. Like there, I think Facebook is not censoring people. Uh, I think that's they're Zuckerberg's having people approach, right? independent fact checkers. Well, I don't they're know. Having independent fact checkers. I don't know about fact checkers, but I know there's like a Nancy Pelosi edited video that's fake that Facebook uh, left up and didn't take down. Um, and I think Facebook really? said they're not taking down political ads, even if they lie or something like that. So it doesn't. Like, obviously, lying in a political ad is bad, but I think censorship is worse, and I don't think they're censoring um, those people over political views. Yeah. There's this one clip of AOC talking to Mark Zuckerberg about the political ads thing. I have seen And I just don't understand, like, these people don't understand, like... So what's with the the fact-checker story? I think that's what you were just talking about. I think I got it a bit, a little wrong. No, he, she said to Mark Zuckerberg, you would say white supremacist tied publications meet a rigorous standard for fact checking. And he had a tough time answering it because obviously this is like pretty radical. Um, it's pretty radical questions. And he, she's like, so you won't take down lies or well, you will take down lies. I think that's just a pretty simple yes or no. And, and he kind of stumbled upon the question. Yeah, he was uh, like, I don't know how to answer that question, Congresswoman. Mm-hmm. And then she immediately attacked him, immediately attacked him for not knowing how to answer she kept the question. On. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. What do you think <coughs> about um, the idea that we should make these companies public or that we should take, like they did with the oil companies um, a couple decades ago, <laughs> a long time ago now, or they split them up into into smaller companies. Like, do you think they should do that to to Google, Facebook, and these companies that have such a big stake of of their industries? Because Google was so big, they created Alphabet, the the mother mm-hmm. company that Alphabet now owns Google and then all the other companies that Google owned. So basically, now the com- the actual company yeah. is Alphabet because it's so big. It's really interesting because I think. As these platforms start sort of evolving and start becoming more of a voice for people, I think this debate will become larger. I was listening about to a social media debate about um, censorship and if we should like publicize like Twitter and like Facebook and all, so they don't censor people. Right, because they, they've yeah. become the town square, like in, where old villages had the town square where people would talk and socialize, and there'd be a boy handing out the news and stuff like that. Now we just have Twitter, literally, like it's just Twitter. <laughs> And Twitter has the power to and censor and to filter whatever they want. And they do, they actually do that yeah. all the time. 
one of the ways this could get stopped is if there were other platforms that could come in. Yeah, if there was competition, that would be, be a way like, to fix it. Be more pro-free speech. Yeah, but there's no competition because competition has sort of been alienated for the past 12 years. So, really, we got these big companies right here. And they just, they basically raise the high ground. And um, they're controlling what people see. If people stick to that platform, if you're only going to look at Twitter, you're going to see most of the, you're obviously going to see who you follow. Mm -hmm. But on trending, you're going to see everyone who is really radical left and stuff and that can make you think that you're base that, that that like everyone's like this and this is how it should be but if you start looking at something like facebook where it doesn't do that it depends on who you're following you get the mixed bag here and also facebook can be a mixed bag in many ways in terms of what you get and what they sell to you but either way what's the whole the whole conversation is about censorship and obviously people i don't know i think we will get to a point where it will look, sort of evolve so quick so quickly and so vastly that they will publicize these companies because they offer platforms and that's practically a platform to speak you know it's like the same thing like you can go inside <clears throat> in the middle of like a town you can yell something and you wouldn't have to worry about people silencing you or arresting you and at this point, that's kind of a, what it's like to be on Twitter if you get banned. You yeah. know, when they banned Alex Jones yeah. in, I think, 2019 or 18, they... They banned was, a lot that, that of was where the big conversation, names. They made a lot of big names, and a lot of them were right-leaning. Yeah. And this is Twitter, by the way. There's a clear political that, bias, at least with smart. Twitter. Yeah, that's the thing. There's a lot of... That's also one thing, like political bias is a big problem with all these companies and mostly with Twitter because Twitter is where they that where the the far left, like any left leaning person really gets a voice and anybody right really at this point, it's really anybody. They get a, vo a voice yeah. on Twitter. Mm -hmm. This is the problem is that. They're taking out a, a large portion of who need, who people who want that voice because they don't agree with oh. them. And they don't follow the terms and conditions whenever it's someone that they actually agree with or they align with, which is a huge problem. If you don't do that, then what are you going to do? It's a private company, yes, but people agreed to this. What I, what I personally think is that, like, yes, they're private companies and they could basically do what they want, but if you have a set about like like a, a set guideline of what can and can't be on it you need to stick with it like because yeah. if you're silencing someone just because you don't agree with them it's not necessary it shouldn't be the company's choice uh as long as they're at uh going by the guidelines it is the individual user of of the com or of the product to decide whether they like it whether they want to see it or not and whether if they don't like something, then they could just go past it and not have it appear again. But like, it, if you start censoring things that and it, that has a clear political motive, then um, it it'll start like uh, like new users will start to th uh, think in the way that uh, companies like Twitter will uh, or try to like advertise for with uh, yeah. uh, far left motives. Mm -hmm. 
That's a thought that I had a yeah. while back when talking to Andrew, another member of Yield. I don't know if he's ever going to be on the podcast, but um, I realized that these companies yeah. have, and well, it's not like they have the power. They're actively changing the mind of people and of the upcoming generations. Like people our age are on Twitter and on YouTube all the time. And YouTube's algorithm is determining what you're going to see. And what you see is probably going to determine what's, well, it's definitely going to determine what's on your mind and what you're thinking about and your political interests. So they really do have the power to change minds, even uh, without people noticing. So I don't know what to make out of that, but it's kind of a scary thought. That just yeah. by changing if you an look algorithm. At trending, yeah, like yeah. with with the algorithm. If you look at YouTube trending. Oh yeah, go on. With with like with like YouTube algorithms specifically, if it can it, it if it can like detect that you're sort of watching a video, um, that that plays on a certain thing like like politics, and mm. then it could it could um start recommending videos that slightly lean towards a certain alignment and then more towards a certain alignment up until the point where you'd want to watch uh, videos of that specific alignment. And yeah. it, it just changes. It, it can change how you think about, like, topics such as politics. Yeah. And that, I don't know, it just yeah. felt so natural because I feel like who I am today has been shaped so much by YouTube. Like, if, if we're only talking about YouTube, like, my mind today has been shaped by YouTube a lot and by, the, by, by what I've seen on YouTube, like, so much. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, when I, whenever I well, used to watch a lot of uh, political um, videos, that was mostly, or if not all, I would watch. And I was mm-hmm. very enveloped in, like, the ideas that were pre- uh, presented towards me. Yeah. And I and I kind of had to like back up from it for a little while and try to, you know, change up what YouTube was uh recommending towards me cuz after yeah. a while it, it just started, you know, recommending certain things which I was noticing is like not necessarily what I like or want to see. Yeah, I I definitely felt that too. Mm. But that information it. you Whatever got during that time is right still thing. left in you, right? Like there's still a little bit of that in you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What are you saying, Sam? Yeah, definitely. YouTube's weird because um, you can get ads. If it, it's what they, The ads work in general. If you're going to watch like right-leaning content, you're going to get Trump ads. If you're watching left-leaning content, you're going to get ads that go to that side. Uh-huh. But what the, the one underlying problem with YouTube is the way they do the search. Um, they, they can easily manipulate search and they can also manipulate yeah. trending. And they do. Really they horribly. actively shadow ban people they do. on YouTube. They, did you, you ever look on trending and you see all these late night talk hosts? Oh, dude, trending is its um, own thing. Trending is definitely like manipulated a lot. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And today I was actually, I saw this, um, so you know how everyone's talking about the interview with Trump yesterday? Uh, oh, yeah. by the way, everyone just... August 5th right now, but uh, never mind about talking to you about the interview. But there's this other interview with Biden that actually hurts him as much as it does as, like, Trump's interview with Biden? hurts him. So, yeah, with uh, Biden. Oh, the may- one, yeah, the one you sent me earlier? Yeah. Um, but they had this, and the thing is that when I, when I looked on, like, Twitter, when I, when I actually saw it through social media, it was right there because of the people I follow. 
But on YouTube, when I searched it up, it was like buried. It was getting it was getting buried underneath other videos from people like like MSNBC, CBS News, Today Show, all this stuff hmm. clouds it up, and yeah. it's not actually being honest. It's supposed to get the most relevant. The C- CBS Today Show is not the most relevant if there's this one person who has a smaller like a smaller viewer base and is getting all these views i would call that more relevant than the, the cbs and today's show getting like less views than they average do on average and that's the problem is that they manipulate it so hard to where you have to really dig to find the stuff you want and there's a there's a big problem with it it kind of could it, like what we said before you know our generation is the most affected by this because we're on twitter we're on Instagram, we're on YouTube, and we see, and with all this data going on, with this data currency, we see what we want to see. We, when when our phone you? detects that we're talking about something. Like, obviously what? you have interest, but do you see what you want to see, or do you see what YouTube presents you, and then YouTube, like, gets I'm to talking you. about ads. Oh, you're talking about ads, okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about ads. It's like, if your phone, like, for example, like, when we played GTA one night, and then... Daniel, who's also a member of you, the next day got an ad for GTA online. Like right after, he never got it before on Instagram. Yeah, that's the data that you they're that. gathering. And you is think about when you talk so about they can target ads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was talking about uh, what was it politics last night, and I specifically remember mentioning Joe Biden a lot, and I got a Joe Biden ad today. I've never gotten that before. It's it's strange. Yeah. It's really strange because because the thing is, is that whenever first like some people don't really focus on ads, which is which is fine. I don't really focus on ads too much, but when I see one, I notice it because it's always like they they emphasize it to you. You know, I try to remove the, all the ads that I can. Yeah, I I pay I, I pay well. for YouTube. You do? Yes. Yeah. Whenever whenever it's an ad... <laughs> it's worth it. And it, whenever it's, like, uh, an ad that regards a poll, I do not want YouTube knowing anything about what I like because that is not what YouTube should be for. I don't want YouTube they to already sell know. me something. They, they probably know you better than, yeah. than you know yourself, at least your interests. Yeah, one, yeah 100%. Mm-hmm. Like, recently I've gotten a lot of Biden ads and... Yeah. It's, well, that's because they have a deep wallet. <laughs> yeah, they're pushing the ads onto everyone. Yeah. I'm glad mm. I'm not seeing the Trump ads this anymore, though, because I I really did not care. Because <laughs> some Trump of the Warren. some of the Trump ads you are me you don't want ridiculous. To... Wasn't there a Trump ad you telling, me telling you people to do mail-in voting while Trump is out there telling people that mail-in voting is a fraud? <laughs> no. Really? And then there's no. like Trump ads out there. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> No, no, no. I think I saw that. Ad. I yeah, think they were talking about absentee it, voting because Trump used absentee. And oh. Everyone was saying, why is Trump talking about absentee and mail-in voting? They're the same thing. It's like, no, they're not. Yeah, but they're not. The, Trump, the ad looks funny because it, they are so strikingly similar. The way they presented it was like completely like just stupid. Hmm. I saw uh, there's speaking of political ads. I saw this one ad of um, what was it Biden was like checking out his car, right? <laughs> just yeah. old car, <laughs> and um, did you see that? No, it's like, but that that sounds about right. <laughs> he was like looking at this really old car, and he's like, "Oh, I love this car. It's so amazing." <laughs> <laughs> what kind of ad is that? What? I I love this car. 
vote for me. I love this car. My my dad could uh, could could drive cars like no one else. I think that's what he actually said in it. But he was making a point like we should have, make more American made cars. Oh. And okay, I guess that makes sense. I looked more into it. I looked more into it. It's like filmed like months ago, which makes sense because right now, if they were to have an ad of them, he's hidden in a basement, mask. right? Isn't that the joke the that Biden People is just wanna... hidden in a basement? I don't know, but he well, did he do the go interview. Out for speeches. <laughs> huh? He barely does speeches. No, he and barely I, does and speeches. And I see why. Do... Yeah, everybody knows why. <laughs> <laughs> like I've I've seen I've the seen time... one of the ads, and he's just stuttering on. stage stuttering and it was like maybe mm. 10 10 or 12 seconds into the 30 second ad where he finally says i would like you to vote for me and i was just thinking <laughs> was all of that necessary like did you take this in one cut did you know how joe rogan What's for funny? example always says that joe biden has brain damage and how he always shows like the clips of of him not being able to speak I think he actually has a stutter, like a real stutter. And when he has a brain freeze and says a really dumb word, it's because he's trying to avoid. I think there, I saw some video like analyzing Joe Biden's speech, but or speak, but it's like he's trying to avoid stuttering, so he doesn't say the word at all and comes up with another word. But it's always like messed up, and in that context, it just messes up his phrases a lot. But yeah, I saw I saw something about him stuttering today, actually, and. The whole thing is about is that he has always stuttered, and I think it's different now because it's not like he's stopping right now. He's legitimately forgetting things. Like I think that's the main concern. He literally forgot where he was the other day. Yeah, isn't he's that like, happened multiple wait, times no, during the campaign run that he forgot what state he was in? Yeah, but yeah, they're gonna people are gonna say that it's because he's been campaigning so hard. It's like. What are you talking about? This dude does like one speech a week. Yeah. That's the most chill campaign I've ever seen in my life, dude. But I would love to do that and still get elected. And yeah, I think it's I saw, really normal. Oh, go ahead if you want to talk. I saw I saw a clip of uh, Biden. I forget how many years old it was, but um, he was he was talking about how uh, he or he said that like he was the VP in 2017. Oh, really? Oh, yes. Yes. It, he he probably said back, he in 20, for back when I was VP time. in 2017. Oh. <laughs> Poor guy. No, no that, that date, in, uh, the, the year might not be correct, but it, I am 100% certain that he said that he was the VP during the Trump administration. I think in American politics... No, he's, he's also said... Oh. Hmm. I don't know. I was sort of going to change the topic, but not really. Actually, not really. Sorry. Just that things you say or uh, politicians say on stage, like there's a lot of examples of politicians saying one phrase and that ended their career or not their career, but if they're running for a position like that, Ooh. from that moment on, they they were doomed. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the Howard Dean Boys. stream in the 2004 campaign. That's yeah, the one. He's like, he's like, we're gonna take back the White House and we're gonna get him. I, yeah, yeah he was like, that one, like that. That exactly. I just sent <laughs> it in the chat, but that ended his career. Like, and he got. <laughs> they were like, it's so yeah. presidential. It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> they bought it. So I guess like people, people he's, really do care about this stuff for some reason. Even though I kind of think it's dumb, a dumb reason to end someone's career. It's where well now it's gone from ending someone's career over a scream to ending someone's career over something they did like twenty years ago. 
But honestly, it doesn't even matter to, to the Democratic Party. It, like, the Democrats right now just want to keep him alive. I, I w- I'm going to look up that article that, just, that the title was, uh, We Just Need Him Alive in November. Like, we just need a body <laughs> to take over Trump, but we don't care who it is. That's really how it is, though. It's really, and it's really strange. He's sort of a puppet in a way. Stay alive, this Joe Biden at the Atlantic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm looking at that so right fun. now. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, Dude. I don't know. I always see people admitting it in Instagram stories how, yeah, he's not good. Like, obviously, at this point, yeah. we know Trump is not a good president. Quote, it's as if Biden ex- no. exists primarily as an idea rather than an actual candidate. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> God. It's weird Alex because Wagner. this dude doesn't even write his own policies. From what I know, the the plan that he did, he he has laid out for like climate change and everything, like his whole economic plan. That's written by AOC and Bernie Sanders. Well, it's probably just the same as the other Democratic Party people. Basically, have the well, same I, agenda I find now. It strange. Yeah, and I find it strange how like when Bernie like dropped out, he w- this is like on national like, on new media right here, like on a full live interview. Bernie's like, and I'm going to endorse you. He's like, oh, that's just great. Yeah. You know, we're gonna start rolling out more. We're gonna start rolling out more socialist policies. We're gonna do more regulation. And we're thinking, I, I saw that. And I was thinking, like, what? You're gonna do that? You were fighting for him, against him over that, and now you're gonna go. Kiss, lick his boots for that? What? Well, isn't that normal? Isn't that a normal thing sense. to do? Like when they lose, was, they they uh, endorse somebody else. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, no, that's that's normal. But he, this dude, my point is that this dude changed his whole policy when Bernie oh, endorsed him. I see. I see. Yeah. Like he he switched it from like being against democratic socialism to being like all for it. What? Yeah. Like, from the start, from the start, it didn't feel like he had a plan in the first place. When he was on those de- that debate stage, he was mostly talking about what he did during the Obama administration, what they did, and that's the, that was the only clout he had. Honestly, at this point, clout. I just want somebody who's different. Like, obviously, I don't agree with everything that Andrew Yang has to offer, but just because it's something different and it's like a young mind, it has new ideas. Uh, He's thinking more deeply and more in a more interesting way about China and the relationship that the U.S. has with China. He's been thinking about it for a long time, uh, for a long time now. It's only, I mean, so, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it would be interesting to have somebody like Andrew Yang uh, or somebody different. It doesn't really have to be Andrew Yang. I don't really care for him, but all these people are, like, almost 80 years old. Yeah. They don't have I, I haven't been keeping track of um you know political candidates Mm -hmm. but uh what what i would want and what trump has 100 percent failed to do is be able to handle a situation in a way that actually benefits the people of the country like with with all of the uh coronavirus stuff he has handled it in most and what i what i would think is one of the worst ways because when yeah. you're focusing more on economy rather than the well-being of the people, you're just going to try to open everything back up, like way uh, very prematurely, and so you. Uh, and if you do this with um, a pandemic, 
you're just going to have, like, the numbers are going to spike again. You're going to have to close everything down. You're going to have to close it for a longer amount of time collectively than you would have had to in, um, uh, if you had just done it right in the first place. Yeah. Mm. Have you seen the interview that people were talking about, uh, like, the one we mentioned earlier? They were talking about, like, a couple yeah, days ago. Yeah, the one with the, the HBO one, right? Yeah, like, I, I've seen some clips. I saw two clips from it, and I feel like at this point, yeah. Trump is either delusional, which is nothing new, or the people around him are feeding him completely different information. Like, we... I think that's what's happening. Have, either we have different information than he does, or he's just delusional or dumb. I don't know, but... The data that he's getting, he he somehow thinks that he's doing a good job, and he was trying to prove that with like charts and print, like papers of printed um, charts um, of data showing that he was doing a good job and that cases were going down. Uh, but that's not. Yeah, really wasn't wasn't that after we stopped using World Health, or we had to, or hospitals had to report uh, virus cases to the uh, U.S. government rather than the World Health. Yeah, it was because he was differing. A, a, he was using a different statistic that was like really similar. I wish he I could. He was using. He was using per uh, per testing instead of per population. So because we test more, but also the thing is, is that we have a big right. enough population. We we have a big enough population that I don't know if testing actually matters, because even I think then, it, I mean, like, I think it's always good to test. Just having more information, it's, it's like we're in the dark when it comes to what's happening with the virus unless we test. That's why it's like the most well, if you important look at like thing. China, China's like zero cases. It's like what the, is it? They went from like thirty. China went from like thirty thousand cases on like one like a few days to like because China zero. was physically locking because people in yeah. their houses and threatening them and threatening their families if they went out the house. It's kind of a different situation when you're a totalitarian. No, yeah, no, but I'm saying like. That's how if testing gets affected. It's like if we don't test as much and we don't report it, then we're just going to report no numbers, and that's the thing. Like yeah. we're gonna, it's gonna be like, oh wait, no, this is actually an okay thing. And right now, what not I think testing? is going on. What you're what? saying, not testing, will be an okay thing. No, no, no. I'm not saying that at all. Oh. I'm saying that if we weren't to test, the numbers would be lower and it would look better. But if you pulled up but the it wouldn't. Thing, I mean, like, for Trump, Trump's simple mind, it would look better. But it's you just haven't. You just tested yeah, less thing. people. That's why. That's why there's less cases. It's kind of logical. Well, that was his, that was his point initially. It's like if we like, what are we supposed to do? Test less people so we get less cases, and that's what he. That's his, his point is like we have the highest testing, so we're obviously going to show more cases. But one thing that I've noticed about Trump is the fact that he doesn't actually. He does. I think he does actually try to only focus on information that makes him look good, because yeah. first of all, he promotes Fox News. Fox News is always a Republican-leading uh, news source. Extremist too. You know, extremist right is like Fox News and extremist left is like CNN, CNN and MSNBC. But also, if you look at what he's done with the economy, it's it's like exactly what Obama was doing. He's manipulating the stock market. Which he's doing right now too. He gave Kodak a $948 million loan. And once that happened, Kodak's like stocks went up like by two hundred percent. Yeah. And what would and all these with all these uh stimulus packages to corporations, their stocks have been going up since then. And it's just a matter of like 
is it really honest at this point? And he was like cruising on it. Oh, go ahead. Hmm? No, no, go ahead. And when he was on his during his campaign, he was saying, "Oh, Obama's economy is so fake. We're gonna drain the swamp. We're gonna uh, lower the bubble, like deflate it, and we're not gonna let it pop." But then once he gets in, he reports the same things that Obama did: high stock market, low unemployment. That's it. That's all he reports yeah. on, and it's because of the easiest to manipulate. That's what he's been doing. He hasn't been. The Republican Party is not capitalist anymore. The Republican Party has yeah, become the not. middle. The center part of the Democratic Party, and the Democratic Party has become the far left of the of themselves, and it's just crazy to see. Like these people, neither people. Obviously, we just went on a whole tangent about Biden, but Trump's not even Trump's not safe from this either. Obviously, Trump has a big once once they get on the debate stage, if they do. By the way, they probably conversation. I think they will too. but the thing is that once they get on that debate stage, since they've been hiding Biden, I think Trump is going to annihilate Biden if they go to debates. Because that's yeah. what Trump's good at. Trump's like a troll. And I, this is a good point from mm-hmm. uh, Joe Rogan that he, he's made a couple times, is that sometimes Trump can be funny. He's an idiot, but sometimes he's such a troll that what he says is funny. And that's, that's probably what he's going to do... Uh, with Biden during the debates, and that's what he did when he got elected. Yeah, um, it's, with the Republicans. In yeah, it's it's his TV persona speaking, because yeah. like a- after years of of doing television and you know sort of being an actor, speaking is like a thing that he is a one at, not necessarily acting on the words that that he says, but it, it's his ability to you know rile up the crowd and get them on his side just based off of what the other person Mm -hmm. is saying. This is something I hear a lot, that his supporters really do listen to him a lot, and whatever he says is, like, the complete truth. Um, Yeah. Which, from our perspective, is weird that somebody would think like that. But, yeah, I mean, um, makes sense. There's That's how everyone thinks of their favorite candidate. Half of the country agrees with him. Uh, So, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Well, it's also, like, it's really fascinating because I was watching... WWE clips like when Trump went to WrestleMania and tackled Vince McMahon yeah. and shaved his head. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like this dude, this dude goes hard for anything to win. Like that's the whole that's his whole setup. Is he's a businessman, and in that case, he's obviously going to be. And when he's on like The Apprentice or anything, he's obviously going to be really, you know, really loud in a sense and really crazy to point to show off to other people. Like, yeah, this is me. What are you going to do about it? And then. There's going to be, and in that case, I wasn't surprised when I saw, once I learned more about him, that he had the political persona he has right now, where he's yeah. just really radical. What is it? He called the Lebanon thing recently. He called that an attack. It's not even confirmed to be an attack. And there's suspicion oh, of it, yeah. but it's not confirmed. Yeah, I saw that. And it's like, he's like, my, my generals told me, I was like, that, don't say that to a press conference. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. Like, it's, that's scary stuff. I remember from our conversations from, like, three years ago, Sam, that I think we sort of disagreed on this. And I don't know if I ever, like, explained myself um, and, like, made it so that you could understand what I was saying. But Trump's persona, Mm -hmm. like, for me at the time, and it still is, but now I'm, like, used to it, it it was really weird to see the president of the United States be like that, be so unprofessional and so not presidential. 
and Trump, the art of the deal. Like, obviously, I'm not, I, I can't say what you think now, but at the time, you were like, I mean, it doesn't really matter. I don't, I don't know. Or, like, you didn't really care about it. But for me, I remember I was, it being, like, it a was about, really it was about surprising the, thing that yeah, the it's, president it's the, of the United States would act like that way. It, it's more of the appeal that this man is more of, like, the American people and that he is, a, he is a regular man, even though he isn't. He can make himself look as such to yeah. appeal to a, mm -hmm. a wide demographic. I mean, all politicians do it. Yeah. It's just populism at this point. Just say whatever the people want to hear. And like Trump mm -hmm. and Biden, obviously, and all these politicians have a group of people who are studying and, and they're thinking about what he should say, how he should word it. Like it's, it's essentially a science uh, at this point politics in general yeah and definitely yeah. is it definitely is and it's really with the whole thing the professionalism thing the reason why i think i i felt that way is because of the fact that everyone had this need to be politically correct and that's all you need to be and i kind of took that's how people thought of when they saw trump it's like yeah everyone's trying to be all politically correct and like you know don't hurt my feelings or anything this guy is hard-hitting he says i don't care I'm going to tell you the truth how it is. And he did that, do that in his campaign. On his campaign, he was like yeah. much more hard-hitting than he is now. Obviously, he's more filtered now. But um, with the allegations of him calling, uh, it was it Haiti, like a shithole country? I remember I defended that. I was like, it is. But then like, I think... Oh, I was yeah. Little, I think that is what started had, that conversation. That That is what started it. And I think what made me a little bit blinded about to see how being unprofessional in this case is completely unwarranted is because people were asking for too much political correctness and when you ask for too much political correctness and people are like i don't need that okay just calm down mm. like there are bigger issues to focus on right here let's focus on that if you want later and for me i was like i mean i don't think he really needs to be that politically correct he's like us but now i know I like now I've like like you know with everything i've thought about it it's like, it was just the environment, you know, and the environment affects of how we think. Some people are going to vote for Biden because they're just going to be like, I just want things to go back to normal. I just want things to feel normal. And yes, that like, is a big not to like motivation. lie to us all the time. Yeah, it's yeah, it's I don't think things will go back to normal. I think things are constantly changing all the time. Yeah, the mind, the mm -hmm. mindset is now get rid of Trump at all costs. Like, and like yeah. they, they admit we, we know Biden sucks, but he's all we have. Yeah. Yeah, that's literally what a, uh, some something I saw. I think a few weeks ago said Biden sucks. Yeah, nice. But vote Biden. Nice little trendy <laughs> like, pop uh, uh, <laughs> infographic. Oh, uh, that actually that's a bigger topic too. I'm I'm guessing. I mean, I don't see it a lot because the people I have on Inst on Instagram and social media is people around me, and Austin is overwhelmingly uh, Democrat. But I think there's a really big culture now that has been created of information being shared in memes like people's not only political opinions but the, the the information itself their sources is a meme and like nobody controls yeah. those instagram accounts they have no credentials and they're they're making stuff up all the time and i, I feel like it's a pretty big problem that is happening on the left and it's probably happening like on the right 4chan? but i just don't, don't see it as much like when 4chan like makes memes a, are ter a, a terrible fake. way to share data and to share important stuff like 4chan, it's like when 4chan would troll Twitter by making a complete, like, sharing fake news. You know, that's kind of what's happening with people. People are so gullible. 
and they don't want to do their research. And if they see anything that looks like something that they think could be true, they're going to immediately... And it's hard, like... I think, obviously, everybody does it. We do it all the time where you read a headline and that's it. And you don't read the article and then you just make an assumption based on your previous biases and that assumption probably supports your your ideas uh but i don't know misinformation is a really big problem and i think it's probably going to get worse yeah um, it's and all it's, the meme meme economy and, and twitter uh, twits tweets goddamn it tweets are not helping yeah it's uh the word you. for yeah, what for people here what they want to hear is periodolia and with a lot mm. of these a lot of these like memes it's um it's it's coming across in a way that is extremely appealing like uh, yeah. uh if you want to communicate to um uh, this culture that has been created on the internet you create a meme about it and it it's extremely relatable but and it's it, it's relatable like, and and it has other other really primal feelings attached to it like outrage like outrage culture is a really big thing now and I feel like that yeah. blinds your your reason, like the reason that that makes people human. I guess is blinded yeah. by outrage. Like, like it's it's so much easier to see a piece of false information and just assume that it's true because it, it is yeah. easily presented to you, and also in the aspect that a certain thing will make you so mad that you don't even want to go through the trouble of seeing if it's correct or not. Yeah. It's like that's also they, they have a moral. I'm okay. I keep picking on the left, even though, like, I don't even know where I am politically. It's just what I see more. It's um, one of the easiest examples, though. But there's just they just they, have like, a moral sort of high ground people. that their argument is that they're just more moral than you, and yeah. they don't need any other facts or arguments. They're, they're just better. They're a better person than you, and they're right, and that's it. Yeah. The, and if you the don't left... agree, you're a racist Trump supporter. Trump supporter equals racist. Yeah. The de- the. Or Democrats like, play on right. "I'm a better person than you," and the Republican. I, I believe Sam said this, and the, and the Republicans play on "I know more than you." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which no, one would you that. rather I have? I didn't say that, like, bro. Yeah, I didn't say that. And to a degree, Republicans do actually play a big part in the emotional factor because of religion. Religion oh, yeah. is a big emotional factor to where for the right, I think just, it is. Yeah, for the right but it is, and that's the, that, that's their part. The, um, you know? the ideology that's developed in the past five years on the far left, and now it's in the last two months is getting closer and closer to the Democrats. But I don't want to say Democrats because it's just the far left essentially. It's it's a religion. Like I, I think it was Tim Pool that talked a lot about this, and he made a whole video about this. But I think there's like five things that can uh, can be used to determine if something is a religion, and I think. Um, that the ideology as it is right now is essentially a religion. I should look it up. Interesting. But uh, I'm gonna look this up too. Yeah. What What really frustrates me with the religious aspect of uh of uh the right is that like they're not a lot of the time. It's not at all what the religion is saying. It's what they want to hear and what a lot of people want to hear. Like, for example, with uh, the um, a man should not lay in bed with another man, they take that and then, you know, make it such an extreme thing that they decide to completely 
uh, ignore the other half of the Christian Bible where it says, you know, you have to love the sinners. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's actually well, they, a really good point. Um, everything yeah. is about the narrative right now. If you can frame a story the right way, like all, all the mainstream media is doing now, and, and I don't know, I hate using all these buzzwords, but it's just how I know it now. All they're doing now is changing the, the narrative to fit their, the, their political views and then spewing out articles that, that support that. And um, what was that example we were talking about? A couple of days ago, Sam, with the, I think it was the kids with the MAGA hat and the Native American yeah, the CNN, first, uh, man with the, the Mag- uh, you know what I'm talking about? The field trip one where with they the, with had, the traditional they were on a field trip and then they yeah, got yeah, yeah. hats and they just they put drums, it on. It's not like, and the, it's a sort of drum. Yeah. And the Native American went up to him with the drums, but how the yeah, media They were going up to the kid with the drums and the kid was just there, like awkwardly smiling. Just, just smiling. You just, could totally tell he was uncomfortable and... Uh, they were selling MAGA hats like 20 feet away from where that was happening. So he probably most likely bought the hat when he was there. Uh, it's they, not like he was there with his school uh, on a field trip and just bought it or brought his hat with him. Yeah, I've, I've also no, seen articles and people say that like they understand that this guy had just come up to this kid for, you know, just for wearing a MAGA hat. But it is the kid's fault for getting the MAGA hat and just standing there with a, con- a quote, condescending look on his face. You can't just ruin a kid's life because he's got a condescending look. Yeah. And if, if you like, look at it thing. with the narrative that I just explained, yeah. that look is mo- it looks more like a kid who's uncomfortable next to some, some people who have loud drums next to him and a camera point, uh, like a CNN camera pointed at him. Like, obviously, I'd be uncomfortable, too. Yeah, it's like, and the whole thing is like, people are more directed. They don't want to. They want to judge your. They don't want to judge your character. They want to judge their views, and they think that your views make your character. So when like Hillary Clinton calls Trump supporters deplorables, and then uh, it, it's literally like obviously that people do the same thing on each side. But that's a good example of the one side being like we're all accepting, you know. Don't worry. But then it's just like, if you believe in this, you're deplorable. Yeah, it's like that's it's such like, a bad move for yourself and your campaign and your platform because mm-hmm. you just you just told half of the country that you're a bad person and that you're deplorable. Like, I and feel like these people don't, don't know how many, like, Trump supporters are in this country. Yeah, like, you have... People it's think that it's half election. of the country. You have... The, people think that... You already have the Russia odds stacked us. against you, and then you just make it 100% worse. Yeah. It's so the Russian collusion thing is weird because they're still on the topic Dude, of that. But now, it's, why is it still a topic? Hmm? Why is the Russian collusion still a story? Because Flynn is under. Uh, I think Flynn. They someone. I think Sally Yates actually testified. I think she was under the Obama administration, but she testified for uh, under Michael, Michael Flynn. But and the whole thing. I think he he uh, he lied to Congress. I think lied under oath. About having a meeting with a, a Russian, I think. I think that's the story. So you're talking about the original um, Russia story. Okay, yeah, okay. but this is the guy who this is the this is the guy who kind of started it because he had I think he and uh, Trump Jr. had a meeting, but that with a Russian in 2015, and then he lied about it. But and in conclusion, there was an investigation. They found nothing. 
And I think... Two years of investigation. Yeah, and th there was nothing. I think they're trying they to make the, the story a thing again because they found other other things with some other country. Well, you know what actually... You know what actually is the, the biggest thing right here that they're trying to hide? Is the fact that it's practically been confirmed. You can even go on Snopes, I think, and they'll say this is true. But Obama spied on Trump's campaign. They wiretapped Trump's buildings, and he had basically illegally spied on the campaign because and then they tried they tried to justify this now as saying oh but but he heard that he was russian interfering with the russians so he had a right to do it it's like doesn't mean you gotta spy on a whole campaign mm. illegally they and probably it's, it's all been confirmed it. yeah it's, it's been confirmed but if that was if that was trump that would immediately go under fire yeah. like they would get a straight like even then if trump wasn't president and they found that out he, they would still try to get him behind bars or anything like that. Obama's never going to get see any punishment. If if Trump had illegally uh spied on Biden because because of the whole thing with how Hunter Biden was getting paid a, a ridiculous amount from a Ukrainian oil company for whatever right. reason, he would immediately be out of office. No question. Yeah. Mhm. Mm it it makes a question the ju the justice system and how I know everyone kind of people on the left think that this is a tired out right-wing story but when hillary clinton deletes thirty thousand emails after a subpoena after being asked by the fbi can we see those emails on this private server you're not supposed to be running she deletes them and she gets nothing for it yeah and james comey even said he's like he's like yes she did commit a crime and then you see bill clinton has a meeting with the prosecutor before they call it off mm. What? I, I don't know. Clarify. I don't, I don't trust the Clintons, man. It's so I want to clarify. If Trump had spied on them, or had spied on Biden, I do. I do think that Trump should be immediately out of office. That I, I'd just like I to clarify anybody, that. I think anybody yeah, should be held accountable. Yeah, if they anybody. Spy on people. Well, okay. If really? the Russian investigation proved that they collided with uh, during the 2016 election, then. Great, you found something that went wrong, and that's good. Like, I, I would support that too. Yes. Yeah. I just if you, feel like if it's you just could a present story. to me evidence that this had actually happened, then that is a scary thing that would yeah. have that would have happened, and that Trump should not be well, in do office. Remember, do you remember that one time when MSNBC got the tax returns, like 2005 tax returns of Trump, and it was like completely fine, like he paid his taxes. Oh really? They're like, we got the whole, st we got, got the whole like, thing. Like, we got the whole story right He's here. a lawful whole citizen. Thing, 2005. He's like, someone gave this to us. I think he probably leaked it himself. And then they see, like, they look through it. It's as if they didn't actually look through it before they started broadcasting. They're so excited, like a kid on Christmas morning, and she starts to be like, um. So he did pay his taxes. My, my man this is like Rachel did Maddow. pay his taxes this year. <laughs> uh. But but now they're still asking for it because Biden released his. <laughs> so Biden's like, uh, I'm not going to debate you if you don't yeah, release the taxes. Isn't there a Supreme Court thing keep... going on right now about that? I think they said that. I think no. I think they said that he doesn't have to yeah. legally return his tax returns. Like yeah. I, th he's not, and I think his lawyer, his lawyer just keeps telling him. I, he did this during 2016 too. His lawyer kept saying, don't release them. Like, just hold on to it because you, there's something going on here. But it's not... But I think he provided... It was one of, during one of the debates. But I think it was an actual, like, sort of justification. Obviously, you can be suspicious. But it doesn't mean that he's hiding anything. He's just being told by people 
who are supposed to help him legally. I mean, most likely yeah. there's yeah. something, so it's but, but yeah, I, I agree. Like, yeah. if the man bankrupts seven businesses, that doesn't mean that he's been <laughs> doing anything, you know, illegal. It just means he sucks. Yeah. No, but you see, Trump likes going bankrupt. That's what he says. That is what he, he says. says. He, he likes enjoys going bankrupt. It. <laughs> he enjoys it. You know, the, the thrill of just completely thing? ruining your life seven times. <laughs> well, you got to fail to succeed at some point, right? Maybe that's just what it took for him to get billions of dollars. I think that's what he meant, but... I think that's what he meant, but the way he, like... Because he was still bankrupt, like, I think in the middle of his life, where he was actually succeeding. So it's just like I like going bankrupt. I like winning. <laughs> it's like are you kidding sure, me? Trump. Sure. <laughs> I think he just likes coming back think, out of it. <laughs> he enjoys getting out of I the think, misery. I think that's the thing. Because like he's he's miserable for the like longest when, time, and then as soon as he comes out of it, he's like, "I told y'all, I told y'all, I was gonna get out of it." <laughs> so maybe he is a good businessman. <laughs> maybe. There's just some there's some rules that he actually has some like like his work ethic is actually really smart and the way it, it the probably gives, has to this dude doesn't even drink this dude doesn't drink did you know that because he, he, he's too busy shoving he diet cokes into his mouth didn't he say that he hasn't really? seen one thin person drink a diet coke <laughs> wait what <laughs> yeah the tweet from like 2013 or so he's just like i've never seen a third yeah. person drink diet coke before yeah. <laughs> that's so good he's actually i don't know that the thing is that like we touched on the trolling part and it's like obviously like you don't want like the president of the united states the leader of the world right now to be like the biggest troll on twitter but right he now. is but at some at some point, you just gotta look at it for what it is, and just be like, "Okay, just have a laugh for now." Yeah, just, yeah. you need to have that moment, right? Like, what was the? It's just he gives so names surreal. to everyone he hates. Sleepy Joe Biden. He called Elizabeth Warren Pocahontas. Oh, <laughs> he called herself Native American. I yeah. <laughs> that was such a. That's one Crying of those. Chuck. There's a subreddit uh, that's like r slash a boring dystopia, and it's for stories that sound. That, that sound like they're from a, a fic- fiction dystopian story, but it's just like a boring dystopian. It, that sounds like a story that would go on that subreddit. <laughs> and then... What, like we, what, President of the United States? We had a... It trolls people on In Twitter. this story, yeah. we have a president, or a... a um, oh, I'm forgetting the word. We have a man running for president with brain damage, yeah, and Pocahontas man. is still alive. Yeah, <laughs> like it, uh, it's just dystopian enough. Yeah, it is. I feel like I feel President like it's, like, it's really crazy. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> well, it's like have you seen that movie Idiocracy? Idiocracy by Mike Judge. I've no, I've stayed know. away from that movie. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. Why? Man. It's like the it's mike judge is a genius and he was able to predict the future really well and what we're headed to mm. it's where this dude basically i think he gets frozen or something but he he gets moved he like moves forward into the future and everyone's like he's like the smartest man on earth because everyone else is a complete idiot <laughs> so like the president is like terry cruz like this pro wrestler and then um what is it the the biggest like <laughs> there we go 
I'll yeah, Trump was, on, on, um, Trump was on WWE. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was. But um, what, the highest grossing, like the sold out movie at the theater that weekend was literally just a movie with an ass on screen just farting <laughs> and people laughing at him. <laughs> Bruh. It's just, it's like literally, my judge, Jesus, I can't believe that movie still exists. That is one hell it's of a shot. dialogue. Hmm. <laughs> when he tackled uh, Vince McMahon. Oh. oh, speaking of like 2017, remember when someone made that gif of uh, of Trump tackling like Vince McMahon, but it was like CNN was on his face, and then CNN was like, "He's inciting violence against us." <laughs> when he, oh, when he I have that out. I probably did. <laughs> That's this is real. This is real. This is from 2017. That's when so the ridiculous. Trump WWE then, clip became a, me- a meme. Yeah. And they in like, yeah. Someone put the CNN logo as on the Vince McMahon's face, and it was this gif. And the person who made the gif, I think they deleted their subreddit, their Reddit account when they uh, people found out who actually made it. Bro. Because media, for like the old people they are, they literally saw it as like Trump made this gif himself, <laughs> and he posted it on Twitter, and then he is incited violence against us. It's like you think Trump has Trump all the posted the world this video under the name of Four Chan on the internet. <laughs> Wait, back in Dude. back in eighth grade, our our me and Nick's history teacher did the uh, he did a live stream of uh, I think it was what what was it? Mm, a live Do you stream? recall? What was he, it related he, to? It was it was the it was the uh, something to do with the election. Uh oh no! But. Something that I really appreciated from Or maybe, or, uh, uh, oh, name drop. But <laughs> it's fine. Something, it should be fine. We'll, we'll, something I, we'll that I that. really appreciated we'll from him is that the way that he presented his own political views, I can't even remember. Because yeah. he, was, he was trying to be as neutral as possible with it. I don't think I ever knew his political Part, views. Yeah, he never, I don't think he ever he's, said he's, anything about it. Yeah. Like, he, like we found you out see, that Trump it. won, and he was just like, oh. <laughs> What if we find his Twitter account and he's just out, outraged and crying and Twitter and yelling? Oh, I don't, I don't think he has enough emotion or Trump, enough like... hormones to be able to produce that amount of emotion. Because that Bruh. was like the most the depressed like... man I've ever met. Really? <laughs> yeah, I remember his face looked very like... depressed at times. You're saying he's not one of the. He's gonna be one of those uh, people who reply to Trump on Twitter whenever Trump tweets. Like at the immediate second, they're like, "How about you start focusing on the pandemic instead of talking about this policy?" He'd, or like, he'd probably just like comment. You know, you killed two hundred. Just don't read the comments underneath Trump's tweets, Sam. <laughs> no, it's funny. It's funny. I get a, a, a like a, a happy kind of like happy endorphins when I see it because I'm like. These people are wasting their life away. Well, I'm just staring at this tweet. I'm just laughing. I'm just on Twitter. <laughs> so much material. And I'm just wasting it by looking at, the, at them so wasting their, their life. That's true. 
That's true. Well, that's that's what it is. I gotta take it for what it is. I'm very glad um, that I can barely use Twitter. <laughs> so yeah, like honestly. I sometimes sometimes I just go to I, I just type in twitter.com to take a look at like if I have any new followers and then I exit. Yeah. You kind of followers don't come to you. They have to you have to um you have to make yourself out there. Yeah. You know, you got to do you got to you got to see what's trending and you got to immediately tweet it. You don't even need to agree with it. You just need to tweet it. I'm just saying something I'm on Twitter now, but funny. I'm trying to avoid all the Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying. I was just saying. Just say something mildly funny. Yeah, and you'll get like 15 likes. But I'm just trying to avoid mildly all politics. Funny. I'm just following all like computer science people to network essentially. Yeah, I've with with uh, with I'm Instagram. I've just mostly been focusing on trying to get more music content in my yeah. in my uh, feed. You'll probably find music people on Twitter too, that are tweeting interesting stuff yeah i was i was trying to find a, a lot more of my of my favorite artists oh, did you see jake paul getting raided by the fbi wait he did yes he got <laughs> raided by the fbi what did he do i don't wait, think people wait, know jake paul yet. got raided right in his calabasas home in california <laughs> they don't know yet it's under under a federal search warrant warrant there's like helicopter video of it that's crazy. Remember when, Blo yeah, people remember when Bloomberg that. was a thing? That was, dude. That was Bloomberg like the was beginning the of uh, lockdown. People, it was so crazy to me that Bloomberg decided to run because I'm thinking like, you're in the party of anti-billionaires and you're a billionaire yourself. You know, I, hated, I hated how they treated Bloomberg, though, because he was paying all of his campaign with his own money, and they wouldn't let him. They wouldn't let him do that. Really? Yeah, because I think there was some issue. I'm not going to remember exactly, but to get on the ballots or to get on the debates, either of those two, he needed to have enough donations. Like, the requirement was donations, but he wasn't taking any donations. So they essentially, like, filtered him out because he was paying for his own campaign, which is crazy. I mean, I I could see I could yeah. in the way that I see it, it I sort of makes necessarily sense, want a president to pay to play, but yeah. yeah. You're saying that if it was you're like saying that it's not free sort of to play vote instead of just the amount of money that is donated. It just yeah. feels like uh, I for, I'm gonna forget the word. What were you gonna say, Sam? It's like free to play for um, politicians. It's like microtransactions. Yeah, essentially. He, he could have done what they did in um, uh, Breaking Bad when the, when Walter White's son makes that website for him. So Walter White starts uh, they just launder money. putting his money he into the website the and donating to, donating to himself. SaveWalterWhite.com. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> he could have done that. that actually, that's actually really smart, though. Cause it's a good, but the thing is that he's too big... Oh, I figured to where money laundered would be like. I think it's a real. Somebody made it into a real website. Really? They did. It's like yes. literally the same. This this is a great dude. site I'm looking at. My dad <laughs> is amazing. It's funny, but I didn't know that until I found out he was going to die. I love the comic Sans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's 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 such great web design because there's it's like a, a puke green background with piss yellow text. 
Yeah. <laughs> Oof. No, this is perfect. What is it? Visitors so far. Wait, can you actually donate? No. Um, oh, no, it just goes. It just to, redirects it goes to, to the, the AMC bad. site. Oh, AMC. it does. Dang it. What about the terms of use? It's the AMC terms of Visitors use. Visitors so far, um, 65,832. <laughs> what? There's like a, there's like a visitor counter at the bottom. Like if oh. I if I reload Only the page, 65,832. No, 65, oh. But I don't know. Dude, I reloaded the page actually... and four more people have visited. Probably us. Oh, they actually, oh, this is real. Like, this is like, they, they're actually tracking how much. Dude, I'm just reloading my page. <laughs> I'm still keep doing that. I'll be the reason why this guy gets more traffic. He's just gonna be this one location. Man, somebody, somebody had to make this. Uh, we just <laughs> yeah. talking about Snowden. We just started talking about everything else. What's yeah, up? that's how it goes. I was that's thinking, cool do you think? So it's been um, what, like? How long One has it hour, been since, 18 since... minutes and 30 se 39 seconds. Well, yes. <laughs> but what about really? since uh, Snowden <laughs> leaked all this stuff? Like 10 years? Since... Seven. Like it's been seven, seven years? Yeah. Okay. But yeah, the technology has he... probably advanced a lot, and the, the programs they use now are probably a, way more advanced in some other really specific technological way. But wouldn't it be so cool if there was another whistleblower showing the world what they're using now yeah it, it, Assange, it would much, got arrested. I, I think it, it would be like so much more like covert and a lot and like way more robust so that like it wouldn't yeah. be as easily detectable or you know downloadable for yeah. like evidence to point towards such a thing considering that snowden was able to just put it on an sd card in in a rubik's cube yeah the security well, the security in general is all flawed because they're using because how it works is like they um you know, they started this stuff in like about the nineties or so when or like when computers like even like two thousands. Mm -hmm. Like technology evolves and you're gonna have like pretty weak security if you don't upgrade it significantly, which I don't know if they actually did upgrade it like I better hope enough so. to where like someone couldn't do that. It's just so weird because um and also, like, I was listening to him talk about the Espionage Act mm -hmm. and how whistleblowers get tested under that, testify, like, get charged under that. But the thing is that there's, like, some loophole because they're never going to ask, like, why you did the crime. They're going to ask if you did the crime. You know, he, That's all that example, matters like, if you're a traitor. If you get charged with murder and, they're gonna, and you, uh, you act in self-defense, then people are going to be like, oh, well, see might have been justified because you know you had um because like they can look at all sides and as a fair trial should be and um but they're never, never going to ask if you did it you know yeah. they're going to see that you did it and then they're going to testify like if this is justified you know what the sentence should be but with him they're going to say you know but well, you did it and then they're going to obviously i think even like the cia like the Nearby, like the courthouse, they like where the tr they want they want the trial to be. Mm -hmm. um, it's right next to the CIA, I think, or the NSA, oh. which is crazy because then they can get a jury that is completely biased and only looks at the on one way. And he can get like life. What's you know? hmm. What's really interesting is that um, when Snowden contacted 
the um the the Sydney Harold guy and uh this other woman. Um the names are Barton Gelman and Laura Poitras. I don't think that they yeah. faced any sort of legal ramification for helping him expose like this information. Hmm. And he he was going under no, the name Verax. He given it to, yeah, he he had given it to journalists in May and then fled the country around yeah. that and then told journalists and he kept going back and forth with journalists saying, you know, you got to you got to release this information. And some of them went some went to the government. They're like is this true? Yeah. And the government had um, obviously had a lot of suspicion. Yeah. But um, yeah, but he was like fleeing the country. He was supposed to go to Latin America, but one, or I think South America, but then one, uh, the government uh, denied, like, uh, canceled his passport, so he was forced to stay in Russia. Yeah. Or he went to Russia. I think. He. Yeah, he went to Russia in the. And Julian Assange at WikiLeaks actually helped him get to Russia. Yeah, he was he was given a year residency permit, or or I mean mm-hmm. he was given a year grant of asylum, and then in 2014 on August 7th, his uh, Russian lawyer said that he was granted three year uh, three years of residency, and then in um, 2017. He was granted a residency extension until 2022. Hmm. Yep. So that'll he be really interesting to see what happens in 2022. Now. For now, he's set, but it's all about. I think he's trying to get citizenship. Imagine never right never being able card. to come back. I don't think he can yeah. ever come back unless unless he gets pardoned by the current president. Yeah. He. Yeah. He. His main source of income is just like making speaking appearances and it's like up to ten thousand dollars per appearance damn yep yeah that's where he makes his life that is he lives his life normally politicians make their money like that too after their president or something <laughs> they'll well don't they clintons do that too they have like two hundred thousand dollars speeches they make like ten million speeches yeah that's their like, business not, like in general in, a, in like, addition to the presidential knows, pension yeah, they're completely. It's like insane. What was it? I remember Bill Clinton tried to speak at like, at the Congo, and oh. they were like, "No, you can't. These people are really bad people." And he's like, "Let's go do it. Let's go Let's do try it. Trying to go down there. There's some. I just want to go talk to the Congos, <laughs> bro. It's just like how people are starting to find out, like how, like, starts are starting to realize how kind of distrusting and how disgusting people in power are and one of the reasons why is one of the evident pieces of evidence that made people kind of look up and be like wait a second what the hell is uh snowden is he once came out people were starting to be like wait a second this is like completely wrong but now that dialogue is not happening today i don't hear anybody talking about snowden or anything concerns about privacy if I mean, anything TikTok is sort of talking people, about that but it's TikTok's talking about that, but not the so the people it's who not use about TikTok the, are so blind. The United States government. It's about the Chinese government, but the United States is doing the same. Think, to be honest, yes, they are. But the, the, here's the problem with it: is that the reason why we're concerned is because of national security. And with that, China, if China were to become the most powerful country in the world, that we'd be then we'd be in trouble. Which I mean, they're trying. At, a totalitarian surveillance state, you know, yeah. head by the Chinese Communist Party. And they call it the People's Republic of China, I know. But that's really what 
that their party is guided by that. But the thing is, is that right now the reason why we're having sanctions against China, and we're in a little bit of in a trade war with China, like we're we're practically in a cold war with China right now. It really seems like it. There's one starting, or uh, we're in the beginning of it. Yeah, we're in the beginning, and the reason why is because we've kind of been under we've kind of been undertaken by the government for years and it's because they seem because it was good business you know the nba you know players get a lot in like china and it's stuff. just globalization everything is so globalized now that some there and, and there's such a big market in china that all the united the, the united states companies want to go to china and want to have that market and that's how um it's so mixed up now uh have you seen how Disney panders to China? It's really screwed up. How what? They and Star Wars, uh, how Disney panders to China. Oh, yeah, um, they do. How they do it. How they do it is on the posters, like for Black Panther. You know, there's a poster of Black Panther where the dude has his mask off and it's just him. You know, he's got the suit on, but he's got his mask off. But then in the Chinese poster, he has the mask on, like covering his whole face. And then oh. in the Star Wars Force Awakens, like episode seven poster... Uh, the black dude Finn is completely edited out. <laughs> the really? Chinese version. That's not okay. Yes, that is crazy. Because China's <clears throat> a big market, yeah. and Chinese are racist. Hmm. That's the thing. It's like, and, and it's not a generalization. It's most some of the market is racist, and Disney wants to make sure that they get that their movies there, so they can make a lot of money. Like Star Wars, made a ton of money in China, and it wouldn't have become the most highest. I think. It was third to highest grossing films at the time when it came out worldwide. Yeah, so and obviously they want to get that spot. And then they got it with Avengers Endgame and everything. But movies pander. The Hollywood panders to China now. And that's also a really big problem. Because they change their movies the way it is. If you watch Now You See Me Too, that movie panders to China. If you watch Warcraft, that movie panders to China. And it's probably There's, just advertisers the, 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 who have money in it. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It's it's corporate. It's Hollywood's become more corporate, and more ran by elites, and they. Th- I think there's it's a it's a big problem with how they. Um, you know, it's because China and I think the tech world too actually does this too. I think the tech world had a lot of business with China and still does. I think. Makes and it's sense. It's pretty crazy how right now we're going. Yeah, it makes sense because it's a good market. But it's crazy how we're now talking about it because of the fact that TikTok is, first of all, the, the biggest concern for me on TikTok is not going to the Chinese government. Obviously, that's, that scares me. And it scares that my stuff is going to our government too. But that scares me. But one of the other things is how much they take from us. Like, this is, it's a huge, huge take of, from privacy, constantly sur- like surveillance on you, like surveils you. And it's really insane how everything works. And people have reverse engineered TikTok. And it's like all the spyware in it is insane. And with that power, well, obviously... I think it has the same kind of spyware that every single app on your phone also does. It's just going to the Chinese government. Yeah, If you download Facebook, yeah. Facebook probably has way more spyware than TikTok. 
But that doesn't really diminish uh, from I your point so. of, from the whole conversation. It's just Facebook was recording calls. Yeah. Facebook records your calls and they save it onto their servers. So they listen in. That's one of the scariest parts of that of the in quotes allegations that were brought up against them, I think two years ago. How crazy were they had Mark Zuckerberg testify and then after that nothing happened. Nobody decided to think about privacy in a different way. They we go through phases. Where I'm pretty, I feel like this government is sort of not really bought out, but they buy into it because they're doing the same stuff, and they see these companies do it. They let them get mad. People get mad at them for a bit, and then they just stop getting mad. It's insane how it just works. Because we get Snowden, and then we get Facebook. And now we're getting this. This is not going to stick with us for long. This is going to go away in a bit, yeah. and it's insane to see that because. I mean, we obviously go through the phases. The news cycle is so short now, too. It's like, we have to mention what day it is in the podcast because it's the, the stories develop so fast that two days will mm-hmm. could make a difference in, like, the context of the conversations that we're having. Yeah, it's just a matter of, like, the priority. Yeah. yeah. But essentially, really, we don't really know what's going to happen with any of this. Uh, we don't know if TikTok's going to be banned or if it's going to be like uh, sold to an American company. Uh, and mm-hmm. with the Chinese government, I think the Chinese are playing a long game. Like they're they're not trying to dominate in the next ten years. I think they're they're slowly uh, taking control over the world, essentially. And I think maybe this conversation will be yeah. bigger when people when there's like an actual bigger problem caused by our relationship with china like the fact that they produce so many of the medicines that americans need to live they're they're only being made in Mm -hmm. china and like china tomorrow could come and they could say okay we're no longer exporting these medications like good luck and then all of a sudden millions of americans no longer can live like literally they can't get the medication um if 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 that to, ever happens, so if they ever threaten to do that, yeah. then this conversation will be way bigger. I think this is the start of it because people have obviously before. I'm honestly gonna say like before Trump started uh, running and everything, I think he was one of the reasons why China was starting to bring up more, bring back more attention because he was always he would always talk about how bad China is, and like all the wrong things and how we trade with them. And, um, and the fact that now we still kind of do that, but we're still holding sanctions. We're still, we, we did tariffs and everything. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's a big conflict. It's become a foreign and it's going to get bigger from here. It's it's already right now. It's a national security thing, but wait until you see, you said earlier that it's basically a cold war. I actually never heard it being described like that, but it does make sense. And like it does actually look like the start of a cold war. I think it. I yeah. think it will. Crazy. Yep. We are living history, boys. Well, that's why I'm happy to talk about it because right now we're about to hit an election where it's not. Yeah, just that's going to be evil, really so interesting. Which, in, which in mentally school. deficient? It's like which person do you want? The person with the mental defi- mental deficiency, or the other person with a mental deficiency. Yeah, I never exactly. even I've never even thought about it like that cuz like <laughs> d- the election we're going to be in our senior year or yeah, mm-hmm. we're going to be especially at at school. Yeah. Like I wonder be... I wonder what kind of environment it's going to create. 
It was already really shocking in eighth grade when the 2016 election <laughs> happened. And now that the people in school are adult, adults, essentially, it's going to be more interesting, way more interesting. Yeah, we, we have more of a means to voice. Yeah. Someone's so going to get beat up. I, I'm, I, I don't know. I feel like that's going to happen. Oh, 100, 100%. <laughs> I don't want to say names on a podcast, but I feel like he would get beat up. And I'm not condoning it. I would say that would be terrible if that happened. I'm just, based on the tensions that uh, are in the world right now, I feel like that would happen. Yeah. Sadly. It's just so crazy. Yeah. A lot of divide. And I think we've always looked in this divide. It's not just one because of one person or one thing. I think everyone divides people in a different way. And, uh, you know, divisiveness is not a hard thing to do. Like, it's really easy to make things really hard to talk about or really yeah. difficult to grasp with. And Makes the things that's simpler. That's so easy. Yeah, and I think everyone does that now. And it, used, it used to be, like, you know, media would start doing it for clicks. And then politicians started doing it. And then now everybody is. Because dividing, it's now become, who can divide the most? In order to get this audience, yeah, you know, like how how can you do that? People, like which which there are more demographics now. People people crave, like, yeah. the ability to fit in, to a, a specific group. No, and it doesn't matter what type of group it would be, just that the fact that they're not alone with their opinion, and even if it's like an extremely niche opinion there will always be others who believe in that niche opinion and then create more of a divide. Yeah. 100%. Okay, do you want to wrap it Human up? Human nature is scary. Yeah, let's wrap this up. It's a good good episode. Yeah, we it was a good length. Obviously didn't stick the to topic too much, but... But I, I think mean, it was good. I think that's fine. You know what? What matters is... Yeah, what matters is the whole thing. What we got out of it. I think we got a really good episode here. Yeah, that was really cool. We're going to continue to get that. Okay. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. I'll, uh...